I will speak to you in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's be seated. Good morning. Happy All Saints Day. Thank you, Mark. It's actually quite rare for the Feast of All Saints, November 1st, to fall on a Sunday. Usually most years, we must move the Feast of All Saints to the Sunday closest to November 1st, declaring it, therefore, as All Saints Sunday. But every so often, the calendar works out, the dates line up, making All Hallows' Eve arrive appropriately on Saturday night and All Saints' Day fall on Sunday morning. Throw in a blue moon for good measure, and that's where we've been this past weekend. And as some of you probably heard me say before, All Hallows' Eve and All Saints' Day followed tomorrow by All Souls' Day commemorating all the faithful departed, known and unknown, is probably my favorite cycle of Christian feast days on the church calendar other than maybe Holy Week. I love these three sacred days because they contain within them the Easter message, which they rework for us in the latter half of the year, reminding us of what's so important, and that is Christ's defeat of death and defeat of the devil. And it is also intricately intertwined with Western harvest festivals that date back from ancient European countries that were once celebrated, especially to mark the movement from the autumn season into winter. It is, as an old priest in Kentucky I once knew liked to say about Christ taking something like bread and wine and making it his body and blood. It is that the church always works to make the simple and the secular become the holy and the sacred. And so the church through the centuries has found the best way to adopt and transform which was once a pagan festival into what is now very Christian. Halloween, All Saints Day, and All Souls Day are really that process laid out for us to see in its most historical, theological, and well-done way. And it has been laid out again for all of us this past weekend. And as I said, at its very heart, this cycle of holy days at the end of October and the start of November each year is actually a fall rededication for us of Easter with the frightening faces and images of death and the devil on Halloween night taking on the role for us of Good Friday and this morning's glorious celebration of the saints who have defeated death through Jesus Christ, a strong retelling for us of the resurrection on Easter morning. It's as if we are seeing death overturned again on this All Saints Day, when we remember once more the church triumphant in heaven with all the saints of God, as we just heard once again in that wonderful reading from the Revelation of John. And it is just as it happens in Mexico and Latin American countries and cultures. It is the high point of the Dia de los Muertos festival, the Day of the Dead, because through the Easter story, we know that the saints that have died are still with us. They are still remembering us and they are still assisting us from the holy realm as they wait with us for Christ's return. So if all we celebrated this weekend was Halloween, without waking up this morning to continue with All Saints Day, it would be sort of like going to church on Good Friday and skipping Easter Sunday. 
We as human beings, I assure you, already know quite well that we will die someday. Probably not by one of those scary vampires or frightening ghosts who are traipsing around last night in a very socially distanced attempt at trick-or-treating. But more likely, death will come to our bodies from getting older and losing our strength. Death will, without question, take all of us one day from this present world. But friends, we as Christians must always be ready to remind ourselves that at the very core of our Jesus faith is the promise that for those who are willing to believe and to make Jesus a part of their hearts, death will never hold dominion over us forever. Death, in fact, will be overturned. That's always been the Easter proclamation. And it is the good news that is restored to us this morning on this feast of all saints. Because we can never forget that through Christ, all of us have the same opportunity, whether we like to hear this or not, to become saints of God. And like the faithful departed, we too can then overcome death and be resurrected as the sons and daughters of God we were first created to be when God made us in his own image. So when we remember the saints of this day, and the souls of the faithful departed tomorrow, that great foretelling of death defeated by Jesus is what we are not just remembering from some distant past, but what we are proclaiming for right now and for our own future. Because if there were once saints, brothers and sisters, then I assure you there are saints living among us now, and we ourselves are carrying with us the same invitation to grow in and become those saints as well. And if we have the opportunity to become saints ourselves and to live fully into this joy and blessed assurance, then a little bit of the death sting, no matter how frightening last night might have been, should be wiped away from our minds forever. I have to tell you that as a priest who has now presided over more funerals than I can even remember, and who has watched more people that I have come to count as my friends, succumb to death. I promise you, erasing even a tiny bit of that worry and fear of death is what all of us need. It's what all of us as Christians have, and it's what if we adopt it and think about it and consider it will transform the way that we see everything else around us. That, brothers and sisters, is how this three-day cycle of All Hallows' Eve, All Saints' Day and All Souls' Day, becomes so powerful. We are forced, whether we like it or not, to face death and the fear of evil, even in the most humorous of costumes and the most silly decorations. And then we are brought to be reminded that death ultimately has no power over a God who lived among us as a human being in Jesus Christ, who died in what I assure you was the most painful and frightening way possible on the cross, and who three days later walked out of that tomb alive. That brings the promise for all the saints of God to have the same hope of resurrection and defeat of Jesus as Jesus himself. This morning, I think it's that wonderful passage we heard read from the first epistle of John, which we hear every All Saints Day that gets us to the high point of this holy day. John writes, See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. 
In that one passage, he says, we're not just calling ourselves children of God. We are, without question, the children of God. And then John continues. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Now that short little set of verses contains within it the entirety of the message of this three-day cycle. And really it contains within it the entirety of our Christian faith. For if we are the children of God and we know who Jesus is, we can fully become like Jesus. With all the glory and honor and the defeat of death, Jesus brings back to all of us as God's children. So why would we not want to find a way to purify ourselves and to become saints just as pure as Jesus is? When I think about that question, I have to think about the simple fact that if any of us found out that number, that one number we needed to win the Florida lottery, I know that we would go out and do everything we could to buy that lottery ticket. Or if you found out that you were the rightful inheritor of a castle with all the funds needed to take care of it and to take care of you and your family, I bet you would go through all the hard work of the genealogical connection to make that connection to your wealthy relative. I think every one of us would do that work in order to get that castle. So what if you found out that there was a real way for all of us as human beings who face death to overcome death? That there was one assured way of knowing that you would see again those beloved that you had lost. And that this life that we're living right now with all of its troubles in this world is really just the first step towards something incredible and fulfilling and which will be eternal. What if you found out that the roadmap, the directions, the program was actually free to receive and to put to work and to follow? That there were others who had followed it and had become what Jesus said were the pure in heart and those who hungered and thirst for righteousness and those who were merciful and those who were pure in spirit, but they were rich in love and compassion. Would that not change everything that you'd set before you right then and there? Would that not make you want to reach out and do anything you could to experience it and to be transformed by it and to live into it. That, brothers and sisters, is what's laid out for us each and every year when we walk through this cycle of all saints. And it's laid out for us in this church every time we walk through the door. Brothers and sisters, in this time when the first day of this three-day holiday Halloween is the only time that we ever accept thinking about death anymore. Let us not forget that there have been times before when the church always had to face death, when there were pandemics and sickness that were so much worse than what we're facing right now, no matter how frightening 
the world as we live in right now. That there were struggles that were ahead of us more than what are dividing this country right now. If you can remember that and hold on to the hope that comes through Jesus Christ always, that there is something that overcomes that and brings us to a new place, then that is the hope we find on this glorious feast day. I want to leave you this morning with one of my favorite poems that fits so well with this great cycle of All Saints Day, written by one of the great saints of our own tradition, Anglican poet and priest John Donne from the 16th and 17th centuries. John Donne wrote these words in the face of the death of his time. Death, be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. For those whom thou thinkest thou dost overthrow, die not, poor death, nor yet canst thou kill me. From rest and sleep, which but thy pictures be, much pleasure, then from thee much more must flow, and soonest our best men with thee do go, rest of their bones and souls delivery. Thou art slave to fate, chance, kings, and desperate men, and dust with poison, war, and sickness dwell, and poppy or charms can make us sleep as well. And better than thy stroke, why swellest thou then? One short sleep past, we wake eternally, and death shall be no more. Death, thou shalt die. Happy All Saints Day. Amen.